Hello, welcome to another episode of the Cube Command Podcast. Today we are discussing Pixar's new movie, Toy Story 4, and how it ends the Toy Story series. Welcome, welcome to the Cube Command Podcast. My name is Tommy Savoya. And I'm Nick. And this is the show where you can chill with me and Nick as we talk about news, reviews, and other things in the gaming, pop culture, and movie industry. So, we just saw, yesterday actually, we saw Pixar's Toy Story 4. Yeah, apparently this is the last Pixar sequel for a long time. And uh, also the end to the Toy Story series. I can't say trilogy anymore. It's not three movies, no. it's four. Quadrilogy. There we go. That's the thing? Yeah, quadrilogy. Huh. So we're doing this episode expecting you've already seen Toy Story 4. It's been in theaters for, I think, a couple weeks now. Spoiler alert. Yeah, big spoiler <laughs> alert. We're not going to uh, recap the movies anymore when we review them. That just takes too mm. much time. We're going to jump right into what we thought, and we're going to skip around to a lot of points in the movie. So, you know, just warn you now. Apparently, this is the last one they're doing for a while. And, see, I thought that Toy Story 3 was the end, but no. No, they've been another chapter. And just to preface what uh, uh, the episode is, I think I think it ends it pretty well. I didn't know it could end it this way and still be satisfying. I don't know. I felt kind of left, like, wanting just a little bit more. <laughs> right. I don't know. Just I, I needed something else. Well... I think that's probably because this is on a much smaller scale than Toy Story 3 was. Toy Story 3 was a big, like, jailbreak kind of movie. This one was a, it was a smaller scale rescue kind of yeah. operation, but I think it served more of a, a, an emotional purpose than a big, big adventure purpose, if that makes any sense. All right, so we saw this yesterday, but it, it was it was quite a bit since they actually... Um, announced the movie, which is like months and months and months ago. Mm, yep. So what were your expectations going into the movie? Before I saw it? Yeah, yeah, before you saw it, after the trailers came out when it was released. You know, that span of time before, you know, between seeing the trailers and seeing the actual product. Well, pretty much, I mean, I thought, well, from looking at the trailer, it just seemed like they, they were going on a road trip. And uh, the new character, Sporky, was that his name? Forky, Sporky, yeah. I think it's Forky. Forky, yeah. yeah and then uh, somehow he got lost and Woody had to go save him. So pretty much, I thought that it was going to just end up becoming uh, Woody and Forky like story the whole time. Oh really? Until until whenever like they'll just like go through wilderness, all yada yada yada, and then <laughs> like a buddy cop movie. Kind of honestly, uh, that I feel like that would have been a little too similar to the first movie because that, that's kind of what it was, you know, well, Buzz and Woody. Buzz, yeah. And uh, we're gonna get to Buzz later because I have a couple things I want to talk about that. Um, but yeah, I mean that I I don't blame you for thinking that because honestly I thought it was gonna be I thought Forky was gonna be a much bigger role in this movie than he actually was. Mm-hmm. He he more served a plot purpose than like any actual character development. Because like what the first ten minutes of the movie he's already like yeah okay I'm I know I I'm no I know I'm a toy I gotta do my job, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though he kept saying trash. Yeah, no, he kept saying, <laughs> yeah they had that running gag where he was like trash trash trash. He's like no you're a toy. I'm a trash. Yeah, there's so many memes about him jumping into the uh, the trash can. Oh, there's there's gonna be some. I don't know if they already made them. Yet, oh, but... I've already seen plenty <laughs> of them. They they actually ran that joke for quite a bit. Um, 
that that went on a lot longer than I thought it was going to. Forky's thing just kind of wraps up pretty quickly. The the rest of the movie is just rescuing him. Pretty much, yeah. Um, because he gets taken by uh, Gabby Gabby, which is the what kind of she's like a like a doll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like kind of one of those uh, dressed up dogs, kind of like a I want to say like those Cabbage Patch kids. Oh, like a Raggedy Ann. Kind of yeah, except not plushy. No, yeah. I I thought well, <laughs> all the promotional stuff. I thought she was gonna be like a lot worse with threat than she actually was. Yeah, from when we first got introduced with her. Like she act like she was like uh like a mob leader. Yeah, a mob le- yeah, because yeah. she had those ventriloquist dummies, mm-hmm. which were creepy to say the least. Very. <laughs> they're they're like I don't know, yeah, I feel like if they actually did make her a full on villain, it would have been a little cliche. Cause we already had um we already had Lotso. He was like a friendly guy who had like malintentions. Mm-hmm. Pretty early on they, they kinda introduce her as like you don't tr- you don't want to trust her, but at the same time you can't really hate her because she's not like evil evil. No, she never like bursts out angry or or physically harms someone else. She's just a defective toy. Yeah, no. Her uh, voice box was messed up, and as soon as she saw Woody's was working, she she was hooked. She was like, "This is my chance to actually get one." <laughs> You know, actually, there was a line, um, she was like, oh, do you remember when you were made? And he was like, uh, I don't know, 1950s? Yeah, somewhere in the 50s. And I just thought, you know, did Woody have any previous owners? They ever, they ever touch on that? I have no idea, yeah, he just... Woody, I'm guessing, was sitting in a box for, like, a good 40 to 50 years. Probably a while till he finally saw Andy. Yeah, because, like... Yeah, because, what's Woody's arc in this movie? It's that he can't get past Andy, you know? Yep. So like Andy has to have been like his his only kid up until Bonnie. Pretty much. And you know, that's that's where the movie actually kicks off is like Woody isn't the favorite anymore. Mm-mm. And like how do you deal with that? Yeah, he was the most favorite person until Buzz came in and then Well, no, I think Woody still was his favorite when Buzz Buzz yeah. was his second favorite. Well Andy always made sure to like um treat them equally. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, he treated everybody equally. Yeah. Um versus Bonnie. <laughs> she literally she was playing with Jesse and she went in in the closet to get Woody just to take the sheriff badge and put it on Jesse. That was like the <gasps> moment of the Yeah, film. I was like, "Really?" Yeah, I was like uh, I thought I was like, "Wait, did she do that? Is that, is that allowed?" Andy even like told told her like how important Woody actually was at the end <laughs> take care movie. of her and Bonnie <laughs> yeah and then she just left him in a closet for how many was it they said like three three weeks yeah but one to maybe two to three weeks I'm guessing it, it was quite a bit because they were like played. yeah he, it was like this is something new for Woody he's like he, he got his first dust bunny oh man yeah. he's never not been played before it's, it, <laughs> it kind of felt weird yeah and but, like, to be honest, he dealt with it a lot better. You could, like, kind of see how he kind of became more developed as a person. Because, like, yeah. he didn't, like, get jealous or panic or anything. Like, he still supported the other toys. He just was tr- he was having trouble finding something to do with himself. Right. Because um, his purpose, you know, he says in the movie, was to make sure Forky does his job. And what do you know, ten minutes later, Forky's like, alright, I'm going to do my job. Now what? Now what does Woody have to do? He literally did reverse psychology on him. He did. He really did. <laughs> he was, he's like, "You're her trash." She's like, "She thinks I'm warm." Yes, 
She thinks I'm cuddly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was a fun. They 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 actually like made more jokes than I thought on Forky being utensil. Yeah. Because they were like, they they Bonnie was sleeping and they gave her a spoon in place of Forky. And they're like, maybe we should have gone with a fork. And like, nah, the spoon's safer. Too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, but yeah, I I liked. Um, I'm gonna say like right now, I liked what they did, Woody, in this movie. I thought it made sense because his purpose, like with Andy, I don't know if you could argue that Toy Story Four retreads Toy Story Two, but and and does the opposite with Woody actually ending up leaving instead of staying. Yeah, but I felt like you know, in Toy Story Two, his purpose was to stay with the kid he grew up with, and he did. You know, he fulfilled his purpose. Yeah. Bonnie doesn't see him the same way Andy does, so I was like, okay, kind of makes sense that Woody should leave. You know, he doesn't have the same purpose he did with Andy. Um, that was my takeaway from it. I can see that. Did it meet any expectations? Like, what do you think going through the movie? The way they introduced Bo was pretty much just out of nowhere. Honestly, Woody and uh, Forky like pretty much are like they already see the RV, they're about to go, and then all of a sudden. Woody just looks at antique store and sees Bo's lamp. So he just took a guess of hoping that she was in there. Could have been any Bo. That's what I'm saying, yeah. It can't be just one. Because they've already played around with that idea in Toy Story 2 about there being multiple of of one uh, toy. Yeah. Because, I mean, I just realized that in that universe, it doesn't have to be toys that are alive. You could be anything. Because Bo, yeah. Or Forky. <laughs> like, for people yeah. say, she literally just made him from from trash. And he just instantly became alive. Which they actually brought a joke in that. I think... Did they explain that? Because... I think, like... He was like, Woody, why am I alive? And he's like, because you have Bonnie's name written on you. I don't know if that was, like, supposed to be an emotional kind of point. Or like kind of like a symbolic, or if it was a literal response, what he gave him. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. So what if I wrote my name on my on my toaster? Is it gonna become alive and start questioning reality? Well, I think we can actually debunk that just because of the with the buzz like ending up in the in this toy store and there was a bunch of buzzes in uh-huh. there, and that buzz switched places with him. He didn't have right. anything written on him. He was a brand new one out of the box. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But they were manufactured as toys. That, uh, Gabby, she didn't have one. That's true. She had an original owner, but I, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's not true. But I don't know. It's, they never really explained that. In some way, because they joked around with it, like like literally a second. Speaking of jokes, this was a funny movie. Like it was. It was a little bit more humorous and in the beginning, and then they just. Started getting a little bit more sentimental near the end. Definite. Oh man, the end. Um, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get that as our last point. But um, basically, this is like we said. This is a um, this is a rescue mission movie. Mm-hmm. It's on a much smaller scale than Toy Story three, and as a result, like a lot of the other side characters, like Ham and Rex and uh, Slinky Dog, the Potato Heads, they they had much smaller roles. Yeah, this time they did. I think it, I think in part because they introduced so many new characters compared to the third movie. Like, more major characters, I mean. Mm-hmm. 
Because not only did they reintroduce Bo, but they Officer Giggles, um, the uh, Gabby Gabby ventriloquist dummies, Forky, the uh, stunt guy, yeah, the Duke Kaboom, yeah, he was a good character, um, and Key and Peele, uh, yeah, Ducky and Bunny. <laughs> I thought I was gonna hate those characters. I'll no, be honest. They, they actually did pretty good. They did. Um, I love Key and Peele. I just didn't think that like those two characters would have fit. I thought they were gonna be like a Timon and Pumbaa, where like they were only gonna be comic relief, which they kind of were. Hey, hey, Timon and Pumbaa is is where it's at. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. No, I mean nothing against Timon and Pumbaa. I just thought that they were like I didn't think that kind of like character trope was gonna fit in Toy Story. Yeah. Because every character has an integral part, but I was proved wrong. I, they were like, I was laughing out loud in the theater at some of their lines and stuff <laughs> when they were trying to get the key. Like, <laughs> that was they had three ideas. The best part. Same thing. The third one's the one that got me. <laughs> yo, the th- yo, the third one. The first two, you're like, okay, they're just gonna jump on her. Second one, they actually <laughs> they drew that out. What was it like? They, yeah, they just. What was it? Okay, first time. Uh. She closed the shop already. She drives home. Uh huh. She gets her meal. When she was in the refrigerator, as soon as she closed it, I thought they were going to be there. And then they go with her sleeping. All of a sudden, you see them just levitate behind her and then just (laughs) freak her out. And then she just screams. They didn't know where they were going with that point. I had no idea where they were going. I was was just like, wait, so how are you getting the key? You got to get back to the antique store now. (laughs) Funny, though. It was funny. I thought it was hilarious because you don't see it coming. Like, they didn't just have one-liners. Like, they had full-out, like, slapstick gags and stuff. Like, the part when they were going under the carousel. Oh, yeah. And then Bo's like, Bo's like okay, count on three. And then she stops, and then they get hit by the pegs. <laughs> the, they just start swirling around. <laughs> that was my. That was one of my favorite parts in the whole movie. Um, but, yeah, Ducky and Bunny worked. I really liked And they had a, lot, a really good, funny um, post-credits gag as well. Uh, so, let's, let's talk about Gabby Gabby for a second. Because, um, because they introduced her pretty much as a villain, right? Is what it seemed like. Which was, uh, Woody and Forky are in an antique story, pretty much in a, like an older area. Like, it was, I get kind of like the, fine china. I thought it was. Yeah, porcelain stuff. Porcelain stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the music kind of changes into a darker setting, and all of a sudden you see of the uh friend. How do you say it? ventriloquist? Ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, pushing um, a baby carriage. And then uh, all of a sudden, Gabby just comes out, just all happy and spun. And then we're like, oh, okay, that's not too bad. And then uh, she asked for the voice box. Yeah, like as soon as they zoomed in the reflection of Woody's voice box, the posturing, she got a little bit more interested in it. And then we saw a little, little peek at what she is. She offered a ride, they said no. All of a sudden, Venture was just picked up Woody, just like a little baby. <laughs> I, I thought, um, I I was like, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to go all, all out, like, freaking um, Stinky Pete levels of villainy here. But no, I, like, when she had Forky, she wasn't, like, torturing him. No. Like, she fixed him up, and then she actually, like, started having conversations with him. It was, like, a genuine conversation. Yeah. I thought she was trying to get the information Woody out of him. Yeah, like like just to use it against him, but she kind of did in a sense. But well, she wanted to understand. Woody yeah, more and then so. she she ended up like just enjoying that entire story of him being played with. 
throughout all the years. Yeah, I was like, this, this, like. this character's too pure to be evil. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second. Like, honestly, I think she had the most complete, like, arc out of all, like, the, the new characters introduced. Like, not even Bo Peep was as well-developed as she was. Not really. And Bo Peep wasn't a bad story point, you know? Um, it was a she good contrast. Part, yeah, yeah, she did her part. She was a good contrast to Woody. But at, at the end, you know, uh, Gabby Gabby ends up, uh, well, first being rejected. Yeah, Woody agreed to give her the voice box. Mm-hmm. And then... The kid picks her up and goes, nah. Yeah, and just, just chucked her. Just I threw her in a basket. I felt the, the entire air of the theater go like, wait, what? I was like, wait wow. Yeah, I know. After the whole time. Her conclusion of helping the lost kid kind of helped Woody make his decision. Yeah, because it, it was actually a plot twist. I was expecting them to all be with uh, with uh, Bonnie. Right. Well, not Bo. I don't think she would have went still. But with that little girl who was lost, yeah, that was a. I didn't expect that. No. Oh yeah. By the way, it's it's kind of raining outside, so you hear that. All we can really do about that. <laughs> um, nature. Nature takes its course. So, the ending kind of came, I guess, kind of quickly, because they they didn't yeah. want to drag it out too long. But basically, what happened was instead of choosing to stay with the kid like in the beginning of the movie Woody decides to stay with Bo and Buzz like completely agreed he backed him up mm-hmm. he was like Bonnie will be okay you go because he he had Bo which Buzz kind of realized since Bo was there he Woody and Bo pretty much had a, a really good long relationship with each other right so it probably would have been better since pretty much Bonnie completely forgot about Woody yeah, honestly, Woody didn't really have a place in Bonnie's room she, anymore. She brought almost every toy, except for Woody. Like, Woody, honestly, I feel <laughs> like he, he literally just went there. Just Well, he did. He went there to watch over Forky. If, if you notice, um, throughout the movie, they're kind of hinting at it. Like, when um, Woody and Forky are in the backpack in the, in the antique shop, she picks up the backpack and shows says, Look, I found, I found Forky, and she didn't yeah. even mention Woody at all. So... They kind of show that, like, you know, Woody isn't really needed as much as he was before. Mm-mm. So it made, like, the decision to him leave make sense. So I'm okay. I'm okay with how it ended. Um, Woody's out helping toys get the experience that he had. He had his time, and it's it's time for him to help others. Right. Which he became a lost toy now. Well, I wouldn't say that. I feel like a free-roaming toy. Yeah. I'll say that. I won't say that they're lost. Because in um, Bo's mentioning that there's um, a train or something that's going to be leaving. Area, oh, a uh, circus, they're gonna I pretty think. going to go travel. Yeah. Just find, I guess, like parks and stuff just to have kids play with them, I guess. So, Toy Story 4, Madagascar 3, same movie confirmed? Eh, crossover. <laughs> That'd be so weird. Alex and Woody? <laughs> so, the, the last part I want to actually mention was... I'm not really cool what they did with Buzz. That's the only part of the movie I was like, eh, kind of the weakest point. They kind of clowned on him a little bit. Yeah, like they kind of dumbed him down a little bit and made it seem like he didn't know what he was doing. And he didn't kind know of what had... a conscience was. Yeah, well, that kind of makes sense because he never heard it before. He heard about it before. That means he never thinks. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Thinking, what is that? Uh, no, but like you, you could see in Toy Story 2 and 3, he... He could command the team pretty well. He was actually in arguably a better leader than Woody was in the second movie. 
Yeah, in the second one, but this one, he didn't know what to do. It was pretty much, was it was that other doll who was pretty much in charge. Oh, Jesse. Oh, no. Um, uh, I forgot. Uh, you I know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I, you yeah, guys I, know, I know who exactly talking what you're talking about. about. I just don't know the character's name. Yeah, because it's like her, like she was, she was the, the toy leader in that area. Right. For Bonnie's room. I'll be honest. I thought there were going to be two, I like possible villains. I thought it was either going to be that toy, the doll, mm-hmm. U.S. based on the way she was acting in the beginning, yeah, or Bo. I'm actually not gonna lie, a little disappointed that Bo wasn't the villain. I thought that would have been a crazy twist, but I guess a little bit predictable given the recent like Toy Story history of villains. Pretty much. <laughs> I don't know, but you know the way they ended it, I think it was perfectly fine, and. Should they make a Toy Story 5, you know? At this point, I don't doubt that they would make it a good movie. Hmm. But I just don't think it's needed. The ending was sad. The ending was sad. It um, it pretty much brought ma- majority of the characters together. We're missing, like, a few people, though. Yeah, RC. RC and the Wheezy. <sighs> I kind of wish they added the faint like in the background of the you got a friend of me song oh adding that that would have been two and one yeah, I, oh, I, I, I needed that, that's probably what i needed yeah that, well that's that's one of the reasons i was kind of waiting after the credits because i thought they were going to play it and i was like i gotta hear it one more time because like it it definitely would have fit it for that and um how they introduced uh what really got me was where buzz and him came in because they they had a, f- a lot of adventures with each other that's the part that got me i was like oh man well, it got you because you're like, oh, yeah. it's over. And then it switches over to Forky. I'm like, <laughs> all right, my tears came back. <laughs> but yeah, the, those last words, to infinity and beyond. Oh, oh yeah. I, uh, it's too much. I thought they were going to do Reach for the Sky. It, it was it was a, it was a fun yeah. movie. Fun experience. Great movie. Um, wholeheartedly recommend it. I fully accept it as a part of the Toy Story quadrilogy. And I am waiting for them to release a collection with all four of them because I would buy that in a heartbeat. I recommend, I'm pretty sure they can call it the Toy Box. Yes. They have to. The that, Toy that, Box. That, that's what I'm predicting. <laughs> all right. So if if you want to see it, Toy Story 4 is still in theaters. So um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to thank you all for listening. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and more. You can also follow our Twitch and YouTube channels, which will be linked in the description. My name is Tommy. And I'm Nick. I want to thank you all for listening. To infinity and beyond.